0: Thank you for listening to the podcast for Burlingame United Methodist Church, located in Burlingame, California. Each week, we will share a sermon by Rev. Ann Duncan. Thank you for joining us on our journey through the Bible. A reading from Scripture, the very first book in the Bible. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Hear now these words. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. May God add blessing to this reading. In May, my mother and I went on a religious pilgrimage. We journeyed on one of the most historic and significant religious pilgrim routes in the world, the Camino de Santiago. The Camino de Santiago, known as the Way of St. James, is a large network of paths in Portugal and Spain, leading to the shrine of the Apostle St. James the Great. Tradition holds that the remains of the Apostle James, one of Jesus' 12 disciples, are buried in northwestern Spain on the site of the Cathedral of Santiago de Compostela. People journey to Santiago to grow closer to God and to seek healing. In addition to the physical rigor of walking, it makes one feel closer to Jesus to be near the body of one of his very first disciples. I am fortunate to have had this religious experience and to be a pilgrim. To Santiago. Now, my mom and I signed up for this pilgrimage for a variety of reasons. This would be a special trip with my mom. She and I would bond over our travels. We would see parts of Portugal and Spain we had never visited before. We would have a break from our routines and daily obligations. We would enjoy good food and, yes, good wine. I was excited. But we were also on a spiritual pilgrimage. This journey would be an opportunity for both of us to grow closer to God. Pilgrimages are part of most religions. Many of us are aware of Muslims who go to the pilgrimage to Mecca. For us as Christians, faithful people have gone on journeys throughout the centuries seeking God. Abraham and Sarah left the land of Ur to find the promised land. The Jews wandered from the Holy Land to Egypt and then back again to the Holy Land, searching for their home as God's chosen people. The Magi followed a star, hoping to find the newborn king. Brothers and fishermen James and John left their fishing boats to follow Jesus on a life-changing journey. In the ninth century, Pelayo the Hermit followed a shining star in northwest Spain he discovered the lost tomb of one of Jesus's 12 disciples. Since that discovery for over a thousand years, millions of pilgrims have journeyed like Pileo to find God in Santiago, Spain. For Christians, two other important pilgrimage locations are Jerusalem and Rome. Places related to the life of Jesus and his disciples in the Holy Land in Europe Are centers of worship and destinations for pilgrims. In Mexico, the Shrine of the Virgin de Guadalupe is an important destination. History and literature tell of many religious pilgrimages. The well-known Canterbury Tales recounts tales of medieval Christian pilgrims on their way to the Canterbury Cathedral. Now why go on a pilgrimage? A basic Christian assumption is that each person is always on a pilgrimage seeking God. Sometimes it is lived out literally, not just figuratively. Walking in the footsteps of pilgrims who had gone before, Mom and I went on this specific physical pilgrimage to journey closer to one another and to God. We sought wholeness and a new perspective on life. We had the goal of becoming more faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. Through prayer, visiting with others, physical challenge and mental hardship, we sought God. During the Middle Ages, the single most popular religious pilgrimage was the Camino de Santiago. Rome was too violent and the Holy Land was too far away. According to tradition, James, one of Jesus' first four disciples, after Jesus' resurrection and ascension, traveled west to preach in the region of Galicia, in the northwest corner of modern-day Spain. Although successful, after 10 years, James then returned to Israel. Back home, James was then beheaded by King Herod Agrippa in Jerusalem. In Acts chapter 12, we read, King Herod arrested some people who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. Herod had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. Legend then picked up the story of James. After James's death, James's followers brought his body back to Galicia to be buried, but the gravesite was then forgotten. In the ninth century, Paleo, a religious hermit, had a vision and followed a shining star to a field. In that field, the hermit unearthed the tomb of the Apostle James, or in Spanish, Santiago. The church was built on the site, then a cathedral, and finally the cathedral, with its shrine to Santiago, became a religious destination. In 1998, UNESCO declared the Camino de Santiago a World Heritage Site. Today, after 1,200 years of existence, this pilgrim's route is flourishing, in part due to films, documentaries, and books. Most people that I talk to know maybe at least one person who's gone on this pilgrimage. Google produces 118 million hits in less than a second. This pilgrimage is popular and well-known. Camino is a Spanish word for road, journey, way, or path. You know that word well, our church is on the El Camino. There are many official roads and routes to the Cathedral of St. James in Santiago. Some routes are as long as 500 miles. My mom and I took a shorter route. We walked the Portuguese way. We started a route in Tuí, Portugal. And from Tuí, we traveled north before entering Spain on the way to Santiago. The Camino de Santiago was not a straight narrow path with lots of signs. Instead, we walk on city streets, country roads and hiking paths. And we anticipated a myriad of incidents and diversions, hiccups and accidents that could change our route and our perspective. Over the next few weeks, I'll be describing my religious pilgrimage for you. I will tell you about the people I met and the places I saw. I will tell you about the long, hot days and my tired, oh, so tired legs. I will tell you about the moment we arrived at the cathedral after 74 miles of walking. Let me repeat, 74 miles of walking in six days. We prayed, we worshiped, and we spent all our time with God. Roman Catholic Pope Benedict XVI summarize the purpose of the Camino de Santiago Christian pilgrimage this way. To go on a pilgrimage is not simply to visit a place, to admire its treasures of nature, art, or history. To go on a pilgrimage really means to step outside of ourselves, to encounter God where God has revealed himself, where God's grace has shown with particular splendor and produced rich fruits of conversion and holiness. Christians go on pilgrimage to the Holy Land, the places associated with the Lord's passion, death, and resurrection. Pilgrims go to Rome, the city of the martyrdom of Peter and Paul. They also go to Compostela de Santiago, Spain, associated with the memory of St. James. This place has welcomed pilgrims from throughout the world who desire to strengthen their spirit with the Apostle James's witness of faith and love. We here today are also on a pilgrimage. We are a church on El Camino. The history of this congregation may be described as a pilgrimage. From our beginning in 1908, generations before us have been looking for God on the peninsula. We have made progress, but we're not yet home. We are still journeying. Throughout my first year at Burlingame UMC, we have been on a journey through the Bible. We have already traveled from creation to the first days of the church universal, and we still have more stories to tell. We, the people of Burlingame, continue to be on a pilgrimage together. Today, I invite you to a particular focus on our journey together. I want you to join me as together we reflect on our pilgrimage toward God, both as individuals and as a congregation. For the next month, I am preaching about the Camino de Santiago, These sermons are part travel reports. I'll also include some art, music, and prayers. These sermons, however, are not about me, but about the pilgrimages all of us take. What pilgrimage are you on? How are you drawing closer to God? I will give some directions, but the path you take is your own. A French author wrote, A true pilgrimage consists of leaving everything behind setting aside that which makes our lives increasingly fast and complicated. But what is perhaps most difficult is leaving behind the perceptions that we have of ourselves and others. A pilgrimage is a journey to a foreign place where a person goes in search of new or expanded meaning about their own self, other people, nature, and God. A pilgrimage can lead to a personal transformation. Will you join me on this journey?